Ciao, sono Mark e oggi ho una notizia. We have some fantastic news for Italian learners. Starting February 2024, our Coffee Break Italian Masterclass is a brand new way to help you take your Italian to the next level. Aimed at intermediate Italian speakers who want to move on to an advanced level, the Masterclass covers advanced topics such as pronouns, the conditional perfect, the passive voice, subjunctive structures and much more, and it ultimately helps you sound more Italian. It's a six-month coaching course with a different module covered each month and it starts on the 1st of February. The lessons are self-access so you can work through each module and benefit from feedback and support from our wonderful masterclass tutors Francesca and Maurizio. Imagine building your fluency with the Coffee Break Italian team over the next six months. Does this sound fantastico? Search today for Coffee Break Italian Masterclass or visit coffeebreaklanguages.com Italian and join the class of February 2024. Places are limited and we're starting soon. Allora, cosa aspetti? Ci vediamo alla Masterclass. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coffee Break Italian Magazine, Season 1, Episode 5. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Ciao a tutti, io sono Francesca. Come stai Francesca? Mark, sto benissimo, grazie. E tu? Sto benissimo, anch'io. Now, since we recorded the last episode, uh, we've been doing something a little bit different, something interesting, qualcosa di molto interessante. Sì, intendi dire che siamo andati in Italia. Siamo andati in Italia, <laughs> sì. Siamo andati in Italia per filmare. Sì. Because we've been working on a new concept for Coffee Break Italian, and that is Coffee Break Italian to go. Now, this is going to be coming out later in the year, and it's a video series in which Francesca is on the streets of Italy. Sì, mamma mia. <laughs> talking to passersby in Italian and giving you the opportunity to practice your understanding and build your vocabulary. That's coming later in the year, but we had a, a great time filming. Uh, dove eravamo? Siamo stati prima a Milano, mm-hmm. e una bella giornata di sole, calda, in centro, vicino al Duomo e poi ci siamo spostati verso il Lago Maggiore a Stresa e di nuovo due giornate bellissime, calde, fantastiche. E abbiamo anche incontrato delle persone interessanti. Sì, un sacco di persone disponibili a parlare e poi anche la mia famiglia. Certo, e anche degli ascoltatori di Coffee Break Italian. Sì, è stata una sorpresa inaspettata. Abbiamo incontrato una famiglia americana mm-hmm. 
che appunto ascolta Coffee Break Italian sì. e loro ci hanno riconosciuti esatto. <ride> e poi una coppia spagnola eh, che vive a Milano uh-huh. e, e questa coppia usa Coffee Break Italian appunto per, per imparare l'italiano ora che si sono trasferiti a, a, Milano. a Milano li salutiamo ovviamente esatto, se ci stanno salut- ascoltando esatto So it has been a, a great couple of weeks, uh, but it's back to the, the normal recording process now as we get into today's episode. Allora, Francesca, sono curiosa di sapere qual è l'argomento di oggi. Ok, Mark, però non te lo dico subito. Okay. <laughs> Voglio farti indovinare, anche se non è difficile come argomento. Ok, dammi qualche indizio però. Ok, un indizio. Allora, ti spiego. Eh, ieri volevo fare un tiramisù, okay. <ride> sai che mi piace, <ride> ma non trovavo i savoiardi, ah. i biscotti che si usano per il tiramisù. Così, come alternativa, ho comprato dei biscotti che qui in Scozia si chiamano Lady Fingers. Sono confuso. <ride> aspetta, aspetta. Allora, eh, mentre compravo questi biscotti ho pensato che anche in italiano alcuni cibi hanno nomi che si riferiscono alle, alle parti del corpo, come fingers in inglese. Ah, non ci avevo mai pensato, ma non mi viene in mente niente. Ce ne sono tantissimi in italiano, ad esempio eh, lingue di gatto. Ah, sì, cat's tongues, i biscotti, no? Sì, Come sì. Come in francese, langue de chat. Sì, penso che derivi proprio dal francese la parola italiana. E poi ci sono altre, mh, altre, altri cibi, come ad esempio i capelli d'angelo. Angels here, is that a, a type of pasta? Sì, una pasta okay. simile agli spaghetti, ma più, ma fine. più fine, esatto. Mm-hmm. Ma sai, inizia a venirmi fame. Ah, allora se hai fame ti faccio un uovo all'occhio di bue. <laughs> Wait a minute, a, a, a bull's eye egg. Sì, praticamente vuol dire un uovo fritto. Ok, ma allora parliamo di uova fritte oggi. <laughs> No, 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 Mark, stai tranquillo. Eh, la parte del corpo che ispira un alimento, l'alimento di cui parliamo oggi, è l'orecchio. L'orecchio? Sì, ear. I, sì, sì, questo capisco, <ride> ma non, è, non ho nessuna idea di quello, di quello di cui stai parlando. È un tipo di pasta. Ah, le orecchiette. Bravissimo, oggi vi parlerò delle orecchiette. Ok, allora cominciamo. Va bene. Oggi sono felice di parlarvi un po' di uno dei miei piatti italiani preferiti, le orecchiette. Come abbiamo detto prima, l'origine del nome orecchiette è legato alla loro forma che ricorda un piccolo orecchio. Solitamente sono delle dimensioni di un polpastrello e di forma tondeggiante e concava. Sebbene possiate trovare questa pasta da Bolzano a Palermo, le orecchiette affondano le proprie radici nella tradizione gastronomica pugliese che, come sapete, è ricca di prelibatezze di ogni tipo. L'origine di questa pasta è incerta, ma già in alcuni documenti del periodo romano si fa riferimento a un tipo di pasta molto simile alle odierne orecchiette. Secondo un'altra scuola di pensiero, invece, furono i francesi a esportare questa pasta in Puglia durante il Medioevo, ma, detto tra noi, agli italiani non piace molto questa ipotesi. Comunque, come si fanno le orecchiette? 
lasciatemi dire che si tratta di un'arte vera e propria e, se non ci credete, andate in Puglia per assistere in prima persona ad uno spettacolo che vi lascerà a bocca aperta. Infatti, dopo aver preparato con molta cura l'impasto a base di semola di grano duro, acqua e sale, le donne iniziano a formare delle strisce sottili di pasta che divideranno poi in pezzettini ancora più piccoli. Con l'aiuto di un coltello particolare, spesso tramandato da madre in figlia, trascinano il pezzettino formando una specie di petalo. Questo poi viene ulteriormente lavorato utilizzando il dito pollice, che conferisce la caratteristica forma di orecchietta. Una volta pronte, le orecchiette possono essere condite in mille modi, in base ai vostri gusti, anche se la versione più tradizionale è quella con le cime di rapa. Mmm, da leccarsi i baffi! Ma adesso ho veramente fame. Allora, dopo la registrazione sì, forse andiamo... andiamo al ristorante italiano qua sotto. <ride> sì, mi sembra un'ottima idea. idea. Okay. ok, Francesca, we're now going to go back through this and obviously speak about the, the language and the, the words because in this episode there are really loads and loads of interesting vocabulary items and some really nice words, a couple that I am not familiar with and I would like some help with this. Va bene? Ok, va bene. Allora cominciamo subito. Ok. Oggi sono felice di parlarvi un po' di uno dei miei piatti italiani preferiti. Ok, that's fairly straightforward. So today I am happy to speak to you, parlarvi, so sì. speak to all of you, our listeners, un po' di uno about one of my favorite Italian dishes, uno dei miei piatti italiani preferiti. Certo. And that is? Le orecchiette. So these are the, the pasta shapes, like little ears. Sì. Come abbiamo detto prima, as we have already said, as we said before, l'origine del nome orecchiette, so the origin of the name orecchiette, è legato alla loro forma, is linked, legato, linked, to their shape, sì. loro forma che ricorda un piccolo orecchio. Which reminds you of a small ear. Bravissimo. Solitamente sono delle dimensioni di un polpastrello. Ok, so solitamente, we could say here di solito. Sì, sì, uh, sì. So usually they are in the dimensions, the size of a polpastrello. Sì, um, non abbiamo il video, ma ti posso far vedere che cos'è. È questa parte del dito. Ok, so Francesca is showing me her fingertip. Sì. Polpastrello. It, it reminds me of the word for bat. Pipistrello. <laughs> so don't get your polpastrelli and your pipistrelli mixed no, up. No, no, no. <laughs> so e... they, they are normally about the size of a fingertip. E di forma tondeggiante e concava. Right, so concava must be concave, sì. uh, but tondeggiante, what would that be? Curved. Curved, okay. Sì. So they're in a, in a curved and concave shape. Sebbene possiate trovare questa pasta da Bolzano a Palermo. Oh, no, this is a, a very interesting expression here. <laughs> Let's hear the first part again. Sebbene possiate trovare. Right, so we've got possiate, so we've got a subjunctive form there from the verb potere. Sì. So sebbene possiate trovare. Sebbene means although. Although. 
So although you can find this pasta from Bolzano to Palermo, so all over Italy, sì. um, and this sebene is followed by a subjunctive. Esatto. Because there's this, well, it's, it's just a trigger. It's that a structure that takes yeah. a subjunctive, yes. Yeah. So, sebene possiate trovare questa pasta di da Bolzano a Palermo. Could, could we have said benché there? Sì, sì, so sì. So benché and sebene are, are the same in sì, a sense. Sì. Both mean benché although. possiate trovare questa pasta da Bolzano a Palermo, sì. And both followed by the subjunctive. Good, okay. Le orecchiette affondano le proprie radici nella tradizione gastronomica pugliese. So they, f- well, they affondano something about depth. So does it date back to... Sì, okay. sì. Literally affondare is to deepen uh-huh. their roots or have their roots. But right. it means so, to date back. So they, they have their roots in the traditional Pugliese gastronomy, mm-hmm. or the, the gastronomy of Puglia. Sì. Che, come sapete... Which, as you know... È ricca di prelibatezze di ogni tipo. This is one of these words that I was not familiar with, along with polpastrello. So, prelibatezze. Sì, le prelibatezze sono delle specialità, delle cose buonissime, esageratamente buone. Ah, okay, so these are the the delicacies of of an area. So, um, the, the orecchiette have their roots uh, in the Pugliese gastronomy, which is rich in uh, delicacies of all types. Sì, di ogni tipo. Perfetto. L'origine di questa pasta è incerta. So the origin of this particular pasta is uncertain. Ma già in alcuni documenti del periodo romano. But already in some documents of the Roman period. Si fa riferimento a un tipo di pasta. There is a reference made to a type of pasta. Molto simile alle odierne orecchiette. Right, so very similar to, is that like the orecchiette of today? Sì, sì. Hodie in Latin, I remember. <laughs> Bravissimo. <laughs> for, for today, I think. So odierne, an adjective meaning of today. Significa di oggi, sì. Di oggi, sì. contemporary, could we say? Sì, sì, okay. sì. Can we go back a moment to the alcuni documenti? What's okay. the difference between ma già in alcuni documenti, but ma già in qualche documento? Uh, the difference is in the structure. Mm-hmm. When we use a qualche, we um, we always need to use a singular noun. Exactly. So you could have said, ma in qualche documento romano, mm-hmm. while if we decide to use alcuni or the feminine alcune, we need to use a plural a noun. Plural. And is there, when you say qualche documento and alcuni documenti, does one suggest there are more documents? More or less is the same the thing, same. really. Okay. Si, okay. Good. Okay. So we've found the this reference to uh, the orecchiette in some Roman documents. Okay. Secondo un'altra scuola di pensiero. So uh, according to another school of thought, interesting that we can translate school of sì, thought exactly sì. like that. Invece. On the other hand. Furono i francesi a esportare questa pasta in Puglia. Mm, now we're introducing some, some very interesting verb forms sì, here. Furono. You love that. <laughs> now this is passato remoto, isn't Bravissimo it? Bravissimo di essere. It was the French who sì. uh, exported this type of pasta to Puglia. Durante il Medioevo. During the Middle, the middle Ages. Ma detto fra noi. But 
between ourselves. Agli italiani non piace molto questa ipotesi. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> the Italians don't really like this hypothesis. <laughs> Let's go back to Furano. Va bene. Um, Furano is this new term, tense that we've never come across before, passato I don't remoto, think, in, sì. in Coffee Break Italian. So the passato remoto, uh, or the, the remote past, I suppose we could call it in, in English. Sometimes in, in French it's referred to as the past historic. Would we say past historic Sì, possiamo dire il passato storico. Sì. Okay. Di solito lo chiamiamo passato remoto. Remoto so. significa molto lontano molto lontano ok so it was the French and does this tense conjugate like other tenses are there six parts of, of this it tense it tends to be very regular passato right. remoto ok sì, sì. so if did you say regular or irregular, irregular. Oh, yeah, I'm afraid to say <laughs> sì. that's what I that's what I feared um, but we could conjugate for example the verb essere with all the different parts and I'm probably going to ask you to do something here that you've not done since you were a child at school <laughs> Conjugate essere in the passato remoto. Ok. Io fui. Fui. Tu fosti. Fosti. Lui fu. Lui o fu. lei fu. Uh-huh. Noi fummo. <laughs> fummo. Voi foste. Voi foste. E loro furono, come furono. i francesi furono. Ok, now yeah. we're not suggesting for a moment that you need to start learning this passato remoto. No. What you need to do, especially if you're going to be looking at any kind of literature, is recognize it and sì. understand sì. The, that it, it simply is a replacement, in a sense, for the passato prossimo. We can say yes, but uh, in theory, it has a specific function to mm-hmm. talk about something that happened in a distant past okay. and it's now finished, although it has a geographic variation in Italy. Okay. So in the south of Italy and in Tuscany, uh, passato remoto is used uh, like in everyday conversations. Right. Okay. And at times, it's also used to talk about something that happened yesterday. Okay, Ieri andai me. da mia sorella. Wow. <laughs> but... Uh, For example, for me, coming from the north of Italy, uh, it's something that I never, ever use when I speak Italian. Mm-hmm. I use it if I write in Italian, but uh, even if I talk about something that happened uh, millions of years ago, uh, my instinct is to use passato prossimo. So yeah. there is a strong geographic variation okay. in the use of uh, past tenses in Italian. Okay, so just a, a word if you're a Spanish learner and you're used to sì. thinking about the preterite, um, the preterite, which is very much a, a spoken tense in, in Spanish, um, that's different from our, our passato remoto in, in Italian, sì. which only has this use in spoken language in particular parts of the country. So if you're going to, to speak in the passato remoto, you may cause some raised eyebrows. Uh-huh, but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful tense. I yeah. love it. And as I say, if you are into any books, if you're doing sì. any reading at all, you will see the passato sì. remoto all the time. Sì. And what I always find is that you, you very quickly recognize the forms of the regular verbs. The forms are very straightforward. Sì. And then you, because of the way in which the, the tenses are formed and the regular nature that they occur, you see the foos and ebbe and all this very, very regularly. Sì. So although they're, they're extremely irregular, you actually see them regularly and therefore you recognise them. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> There we go. Okay, uh, let's continue. We, we did a, a little uh, a geographical and a, a linguistic detour there, but let's get back to orecchiette. Okay. Comunque, come si fanno le orecchiette? However, or anyway, how, how are orecchiette made? Lasciatemi dire che si tratta di un'arte vera e propria. Okay, so allow me to, to tell you that this involves a true and, and refined art. E se non ci credete? 
And if you don't believe me, andate in Puglia. Go to Puglia. Per assistere in prima persona. To attend yourself and to have, to have a first person experience of. A uno spettacolo che vi lascerà a bocca aperta. A spectacle which will leave you uh, gobsmacked sì, with, with your mouth sì, open, literally. Esatto. A jaw dropping experience. Infatti. In fact, dopo aver preparato con molta cura l'impasto, so that's a, a construction that we've seen in a, in a previous Coffee Break Italian lesson, dopo aver fatto qualcosa, sì. so after having prepared or after preparing with great care the, um, the, the dough, the dough. l'impasto, mm-hmm. a base di semola di grano duro. Oh, you'll need to help me here. I'm not well up in these technical terms. What is semola di grano duro? I think in English you would say durum. Durum, okay. Wheat, so, semolina. Right, so semolina, semolina of durum wheat. Okay. Let's, I'm sure there are people listening to this who are thinking, oh, Mark, for goodness sake, you know, you should know these things, but not to worry. Acqua e sale. So water and salt. Le donne iniziano a formare delle strisce sottili di pasta. So the ladies, I guess we're talking about these Italian grannies that we've seen on, on YouTube and so sì. on. <laughs> so they, they begin to form um, thin strips of, of pasta. Che divideranno poi in pezzettini ancora più piccoli. Which they then will divide in even smaller pieces. Esatto. Con l'aiuto di un coltello particolare. So with the help of a particular knife. Spesso tramandato da madre in figlia. Often uh, transferred or inherited by the daughter from her mother. Sì. Eh, trascinano il pezzettino. Uh, so they, do they drag? Sì, they drag, formando una specie di petalo. So they drag the, the little piece, mm-hmm. making a type of petal. Sì, okay. sì. E questo poi viene ulteriormente lavorato. Right, so this, so referring the to the petal, yeah, sì. it is further worked, it's, it's sì. pressed or, further or, or sì, molded mani- further, sì. manipulated, yeah, that's a better word. <laughs> Utilizzando il dito pollice. So using the thumb. The thumb. Mm-hmm. Che conferisce la caratteristica forma di orecchietta. And this then gives it the characteristic form or the characteristic shape of the orecchietta. Sì, so basically the final touch is added is by the thumb. Yep. Sì. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Una volta pronte. So once they're ready. Le orecchiette possono essere condite in mille modi. So once they're ready, they can be, uh, I guess, seasoned in, in a thousand different ways. In base ai vostri gusti. According to your tastes. Anche se la versione più tradizionale Even if the, the most version, è quella con le cime di rapa. Right, again, you're going to have to help me here. The cime di rapa. I think there is, there is not really a translation in English for cime di rapa. Is at times here in Glasgow, I, I've seen the word uh, friarelli used. Friarelli. Yeah, okay. when we go for pizza. Right. <laughs> I don't want to mention the place where we go no, no, for no. pizza. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, green leaves, right. basically, okay. but very tasty. Right. So cime di rapa. <laughs> okay, so that's the most traditional type, type of, of uh, orecchietti dish sì. with the cime di rapa. Sorry, rapa, not rapa. Rapa, sì. Da leccarsi i baffi. And that makes you lick your lips. Sì, yeah, it's sì. mouth-watering. Sì, sì, literally the moustache. Moustache, yeah, i baffi, <laughs> so you've got to lick your finger licking good, I guess sì, we would say, but sì. you've got to lick your moustache in, in uh, Italian. 
Okay, I definitely think it's worth going and investigating. I think we need to do some research, some really serious research okay. for this episode. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back in a moment uh, with, with more of the episode. I don't think we'll have time to do our research just in the break, <laughs> but definitely a, a date in the diary to get some orecchiette. Mm. Now, if you would like to get more out of the Coffee Break Italian magazine, then you may be interested in signing up for the full course over at the Coffee Break Academy. For each episode of the magazine, we also provide a transcript with lesson notes, vocabulary lists and exercises to help you get the most out of this course. Head over to coffeebreakacademy.com for more information. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back. We are talking orecchiette today, si. but it's time to move on because this is the part of the show where the Coffee Break Italian listener becomes the star of the show. And exactly. this week's star is Mario Paul. Si. So Mario Paul's question is an interesting one. Okay, ascoltiamo. Hello, my name is Mario Paul from Surrey, England. I've been studying Italian for about 15 months. My question is, I understand that the word sum can be translated in several ways. It can be done by using the proposition D plus the definite article to give us del, dei, della, dello, and so forth, or by using alcuno, alcuni, alcuna, alcune, or by using qualche, which is the best way to decide which one of these translations to use. Ciao Mario, grazie per, per la tua domanda. I can see you have really studied your grammar. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, what you're saying about the translation of uh, the word sum into Italian is absolutely right. Uh, in fact, there are uh, different ways of translating uh, uh, sum. Uh, we can use, as you said, the, the partitive article, so del, della, degli, and so on, but also uh, alcuni, alcune, or even uh, qualche. So the tricky question is which one to choose. 
Um, first of all, uh, we need to remember a few things. For example, uh, we can only use uh, qualche with singular nouns, despite the meaning uh, being uh, uh, plural. And it's actually um, a very easy word to use because you don't even need to think of uh, uh, gender or number or agreements. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, ho fatto qualche esercizio a casa. I did uh, a few exercises at home. So we are using qualche plus the singular word uh, esercizio, although the meaning is plural, uh, a few exercises, some exercises. Or an example with a feminine word, um, ho fatto qualche torta per la festa. I baked uh, a few cakes uh, for uh, the party. Remember, another thing for uh, qualche, qualche can only be used with countable nouns, so with words which you, which you can count. So something you could not say, for example, is ho bevuto qualche latte. And by uh, latte here, I mean uh, milk, not a latte, which you can uh, buy in a, uh, in a bar or a coffee shop. Um, so remember, uh, qualche only with words uh, which you can uh, uh, count. Okay, uh, let's move to uh, alcuni or alcune. And uh, when it comes to this word, uh, we need to remember that alcune, masculine plural, or alcune, feminine plural, can only be used with plural nouns. And it's interesting the fact that if alcuni or alcune are used in their singular form, they become negative. So if you're thinking of uh, uh, the translation of your English sum, only use alcuni and alcune in their plural form. Ad esempio, if I take the same examples I've given you before, ho fatto alcuni esercizi, as opposed to qualche esercizio, or ho fatto alcune torte, as opposed to ho fatto qualche eh, torta. Okay, and the final thing is the partitive article, which you mentioned before, and which ha we have discussed in uh, season two of our Coffee Break Italian uh, podcast extensively. It's basically using preposition D plus the definite uh, uh, article, which, was, which goes together uh, with the noun uh, you are using. Ad esempio, going back to the same um, uh, examples, ho fatto degli Esercizi. So here we need to uh, concentrate uh, on the right uh, definite uh, article. And uh, something we need to remember as well is when uh, partitive articles are used with singular nouns, it's usually an, an uncountable noun. So if we go back to our milk, uh, il latte, in this case we can say bevo del latte. So it's okay to use a partitive article with uncountable uh, nouns. O metto dello zucchero nel caffè. I put some sugar uh, in the coffee. We cannot count uh, sugar. We cannot say one sugar, two sugars uh, and so on. So we are okay to use the partitive article with a word like zucchero or because today we uh, <laughs> we spoke about pasta, which is again uh, an uncountable noun. We could say mangio della pasta. I eat some pasta for the same reason because we cannot say una pasta, due paste, tre paste. So we are happy with the partitive article here. 
So I hope my explanation was clear enough, Mario, and you can practice uh, a bit more your, uh, your different ways to translate some in Italian. So just to be clear, Francesca, we would say, however, mangio delle orecchiette. Mangio delle orecchiette, sì, because you can count them. Exactly. So <laughs> when it's countable, we can use delle and the, the, the plural forms. Sì. And when it's uncountable, we can use those singular forms of the sì. partitive article. I hope that helps, Mario. It did be mentioned, the, the alcuni and, and qualche and so on in our, in our text. Uh, but they've got a, a very thorough explanation of it from Francesca. Now, if you have a question, if you have a question that you would like to ask Francesca, then you can do so by sending us a voicemail. And you can simply record the voicemail on your phone and email it to radiolingua at gmail.com or alternatively you can head over to coffeebreakquestions.com and there you can send us your question and we will do our best to feature that in a future show. Okay, so we've talked about orecchiette, we've talked about uh, the difference between, well, actually, not really the difference between the partitive article and the, the qualche and the alcuni, because they can all be used interchangeably, as sì. long as you get the grammar bits, right? <laughs> um, but what do you have for us in the ciliegina sulla torta? Allora, oggi abbiamo parlato di orecchiette, la pasta, ma le orecchie, come, come parte del corpo, eh, sono molto utilizzate nelle espressioni idiomatiche in Italia. Italiano. Oh, okay. E così ho pensato di dirvi che eh, in italiano quando qualcuno parla di noi eh, di solito diciamo che sentiamo fischiare le orecchie. Okay, so fischiare literally means to whistle. To whistle, so you can hear the ears whistling. Sì. But in English we talk about um, where your ears burning uh-huh. when you're, someone is talking about you. Sì, esatto. Excellent. Infatti, secondo un'antichissima credenza popolare, quando qualcuno parla bene di una persona assente, a quella persona fischia l'orecchio destro, ma se invece ne parla male, allora inizia a fischiare eh, l'orecchio sinistro e lì it. sono guai. <laughs> I love it. So it depends whether they're talking well or badly of you. Sì. That, that, that decides which ear is doing uh-huh, the talking, doing sì. the whistling. Sì, allora se ti fischia l'orecchio destro vuol dire che qualcuno parla bene di, di te, altrimenti... Eh. Okay, well, we'll need to keep that in, in mind. Sì. E anche a noi di, di Coffee Break Italian fischiano spesso le orecchie, ma per fortuna posso dire che si tratta sempre, o quasi sempre, <laughs> dell'orecchio destro. And we hope that continues to be the case. If you'd like to, rather than talk about us, talk to us, then you can leave a review of Coffee Break Italian on any of the podcast apps, wherever you find uh, Coffee Break Italian. Don't forget, too, that you can access the bonus materials for this episode and indeed all our episodes of the magazine, and you can find them at coffeebreakitalian.com. Now, we're having a little bit of a summer break, so we'll be back after the summer with the remaining five episodes in this series. So, have a great summer. Buona estate a tutti. Sì, buone vacanze. E ci vediamo nella prossima puntata di Coffee Break Italian. Tutti abbronzati. Ciao. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2019 Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2019 Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.